This is BPN Radio, your 24-hour Internet prayer station with Dale Gentry and friends. Calling America to pray. A member of the Breakout Prayer Network. Let's pray, America. It's time now for the Warriors Watch with Pastor Callie Hargraves here on BPN Radio. Second Chronicles 23.6 says, And all the people shall keep the watch of the Lord. Now, here's your host for the Warriors Watch, my friend, Callie Hargraves. This is Pastor Callie Hargraves with Warrior Watch. We're so happy to be back with you on this new year, 2018. Uh, Last year was a great year, and we've got a lot of wonderful guests lined up for the new year. Um, I hope that your holidays were wonderful. I hope that your new year was, was wonderful. We believe that God is on the move and that revival is hitting all across America. And so I just want to encourage you to, um, Start your year out with prayer and fasting. Seek the Lord. Um, I really believe that God is doing so many things across the earth, and he's looking for willing vessels that will say yes to his call, his purpose, and his plan. Today I have one of those amazing young women with me. Her name is Ashley Shepard. She's a young woman that has said yes to the will and the purpose and the plan that Jesus has for her. Um, I met her at a an event, uh, I think it was not too far out of Birmingham, Alabama, where she came. And I had the uh, pleasure of meeting her and hearing a little bit about what God is doing through her. Um, she uh, literally launched a Bible study, and I think she said uh, 2000 was that 2015 and within a four weeks um this online bible study it these are her words that she thought maybe 50 people would join turned into 9,000 women so when, when something supernatural like that happens you know that god is working and he's got a purpose and a plan uh for the women and the people that are involved and he's also got a plan for you so we're going to talk to her today about you know her book that she's written um She is a wife, a mother, an entrepreneur, a public speaker, a publisher. Um, She's published. She's published a book. She's an author. She's a minister of the gospel to women. But most of all, she's a lover of Jesus. And um, I just wanted to take some time today and really allow her to tell you her testimony, um, you know, a little bit about her past. Uh, I know she was, uh, she grew up in a minister's home. And then to give you uh, some insight, we're going to, we're going to break this up into two shows about her book called Beautifully Designed. And uh, there's eight chapters and it's designed to help women uh, abandon negative labels. And if, and if we ever needed to abandon the, the lies of the enemy and the negative labels that either we grew up with or somehow the enemy has tricked us into believing. It's now that the, it's so important that the church and women especially, because you really do set the tone for the home and for what God is called your whole family to do, to really uh, embrace what God says about us and believe the word of the Lord. So Ashley, just just start where you want to. Tell us a little bit about kind of how you got started, and then a little bit about, you know, how you grew up. Yes, well, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited just to share my story with you and everything that God is doing in my life. And I feel like my story and kind of what I went through um, in my 35 years of of living is something that a lot of women 
regardless of how old you are or what season of life that you're in, have dealt with. Um, but I grew up as a preacher's kid, and I grew up in the church and loving Jesus. Um, but I also felt like I grew up um, kind of in an identity crisis. And I have had seasons of my life where I look in the mirror and think, who am I? What, what is my purpose here? Um, you know, how in the world can God use someone like me? And there were seasons um, where I had allowed lots of labels to define who I was. Yeah. And that's how, that's how I would live my life. You know, if I looked in the mirror and said, well, I'm fat today, then I attached that label to my heart. And then that's how I walked out of the door that day, just living in that defeat. And so that's, that's my story of just um, listening to those lies and knowing that even though I was in the church and I was reading God's word, I wasn't allowing God to take control. And I was, I was truly listening to the lies instead of believing the truth that even I was reading. And so God has done amazing things in my life through the years. Um, but my story definitely is identity. That's so awesome. You know, it's it's hard for us to sometimes put our wrap our mind around the fact that we could be raised in the church and been hearing the word of God our whole life and not know who we are. But that's the story of a lot of young people and even a lot of people that get saved. You know, getting saved is the beginning of your journey. But we must allow the Holy Spirit to lead us into a place of intimacy and know God's word so that we can begin to believe the truth about ourselves. So salvation is just a beginning point, you know? Um, and I, I'm so excited that God gave you this, um, this revelation. Tell me how it started for you. Well, there were lots of different moments where um, it was that realization. I almost had to have reality slap me in the face to say, what are you doing? And I'll never forget one day my husband sat down and he was like, what is, what, what is wrong? Are you okay? And, and I just told him, I just said, I just, I just feel like I don't know who I am. And, and, you know, I'm a young mom. I was a stay at home mom at the time. He was a pilot. So he was traveling um, every, the majority of the month. And so I just told him I felt lost. And he said, well, you, you need to, you need to talk to God. You need to talk to the Lord. And that was that realization of, I need to be on my knees praying. I need to be asking God, who, I, who, I, who am I, Lord? Who am I? And that was really the first time that I started really talking to the Lord in an intimate way and developing my relationship with Him. And, you know, it wasn't a relationship. It wasn't my dad's relationship being a pastor's kid or my husband leading our spiritual home, but it was just me understanding that I needed to grow my relationship with Jesus Christ and allow Him to define me. Because I had allowed, you know, that label of stay-at-home mom to define me, the wife, the label of, of wife. And all those are great labels, but they still, that's not who I am. I needed to search, go on my own journey of searching with, for my own identity through Jesus Christ. And that was the beginning. And I'll tell you another quick story. I'll never forget it. My three-and-a-half-year-old at the time ran in my bedroom, and he said, Mommy, Mommy, I'm having a fat day. And I looked at him and I said, no, 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 you're not. You know, why did you say that? And he said, well, you say that all the time. And it, wow. and, and it was another real, it was another realization that I was not just dealing with my own identity crisis and putting these labels on myself every day, right. but it was affecting my children. It yeah, was affecting them. Lord knows that is the truth. 
what we see ourselves as, we speak, and then it does affect the lens that our children look through. Yeah. Uh, so God began to show you, give me some of the, uh, give me some of the uh, aha moments like that one. And how did you end up? And I, I, will you tell a little bit about how you started the Bible study and then, you know, how, how that came to be? Well, it was, it was right after um, kind of that story with my son. And I remember even just scooping him up and thinking, that's not, you're not having a fat day. That's not who you are. And that's when I felt the Lord say, that's how I feel about you. You know, I want to scoop you up. I want to love on you. And it, it probably was about four or five months after that moment, I was in the word of God and I was reading, just reading the Bible and I just felt the Holy Spirit just kind of whisper to me, you've got to stop bashing me. And I read that scripture in Genesis that, that we were created in his image. Yes. And he, I felt that you've got to stop bashing me. And that's what I had done for so many years, Callie. Like I had completely bashed who he created um, myself. And, yes. you know, it was just that realization. So it wasn't even just a few months after I read that, that I thought, you know, I need to gather women. Because the enemy wants to isolate us and make us feel like we're we're the only ones dealing with it, right. and so I I really wanted to bring to light to other women that we could go through the Bible together, we could learn who we are in Christ together, thinking that the Lord would help bring fifty to a hundred people, um, and then when when every day there was like a thousand people being added, and within four weeks there were nine thousand women on this one Facebook page, and I was completely overwhelmed, and I, I realized that that women need community and I'm not the, I'm definitely not the only one that has dealt with this identity crisis. And so that was really the launch of me. You know, I had a conversation with the Lord. I was like, I don't know if I'm ready for this. They probably need somebody that, you know, knows the, the Bible better. And, you know, I went through all of that, but um, I knew I had to be obedient in sharing my journey of allowing God to help me overcome this crisis, because I truly believe it doesn't matter if you are, 12 years old or you're 90 years old, that this is something that we've got to speak out about, that we've got to completely, um, you know, bash all of those lies that, that we had listened to and discover who we are in Jesus and allow his word to be that truth in our lives. So it has been, it's been incredible. I've had to be very vulnerable and that's been a hard part, but that's it's, so beautiful. it's been amazing to get out. That's yeah. so beautiful, Ashley. So in your own quest to just try to really support yourself. You're like, I'm going to invite some girls, some ladies that are struggling with this same thing, and we're going to go through this journey together. I think that's some of the most beautiful settings for real breakthrough and freedom because, you know, you, you talked about you wondered if you were strong enough in the word or, or you know, far enough along. But really the truth is uh, the world around us is looking for real and vulnerable. <laughs> And when yes. we're real and vulnerable, Jesus will show up. I mean, we go to his word. There is even, no matter how long you've been teaching the word of God, sometimes the most effective uh, men and women and young people teaching are people that are saying, look, I'm in this process myself and let's just do it together. I wanted to read this. I thought this would be a real blessing to you. And um, it was written by Jack Mooring, who is, uh, he is my nephew. He's part of the pastoral team here. And I was so blessed when I read this, he wrote this just, I think it was yesterday and I put it on the her voice uh, movement, but it says, uh, the real, the real you is in Jesus. 
It's not in a plan. It's not in a person. It's not in a movement. It's not in a job. It's not in a body. It's not in a brand. It's not in a following. The real you is in Jesus. It's not a feeling. It's not a failure. It's not in a future. It's not in a past. The real you is in Jesus. The real you is love. The real you is joy. The real you is peace. The real you is life. The real you is in Jesus. Run to him. He'll show you. Talk to him. He'll tell you. Rest with him. He'll heal you. Walk with him. He'll lead you. Lean on him. He'll hold you. Follow him. He'll surprise you. Dream with him. He'll amaze you. Cry out to him. He'll rescue you. Believe on him. He'll save you. The real you is in Jesus. And really... That's exactly what you walked out is realizing that all of these things that we may do and all of these things we may be, the real me, the real Ashley Shepherd is in Jesus. Amen. That's so good. Isn't That's that, so true. Isn't it awesome? It's basically your book put in a, in a, in a, in a poem f- format because when we realize that everything good in us, even everything bad that we struggle with, our solutions are all in Jesus. And um, I sent a, a text to someone who was struggling with something the other day, and they kept talking about it. And I said, your struggle is not who you are. You're struggling with this, but that's not who you are. Who you are is an overcomer. And you've got to begin to confess that mm-hmm. and pray that and read the word and walk that out until it, till you agree with what God says you are. So now let's, let's, let's skip over. And, um, I want to take uh, a few minutes and start on the first couple of chapters. Tell me how this book starts and kind of what your concept was with this book. Well, I knew that I, I needed, the Lord really impressed on my heart to write a book, um, a, you know, two or three years ago. And I didn't know what I should write. It was one of those things. I've always wanted to write a book. My degree in college is journalism but I thought, you know, who, what am I going to write? What do I need to say? And I actually had a women's conference um, this year, in two thousand, last year, excuse me, in 2017. And coming out of that women's conference, um, one thing that we did is I actually had physical labels. And women had to write their labels that they struggled with, the negative labels in their lives. And they had to walk over and they had to put it on the cross. And they had to leave it on the cross. And so there was over 350, 400 women that was just going straight to the cross. And that was that realization was, I have got to get my journey. I've got to get scripture in this book so women can have something in their hands when they, you know, leave a conference or, you know, they can go online and purchase it or whatever, because I knew right then that there was something that every woman struggled with. And so really the, these eight chapters, the, the first few chapters um, is just kind of a little bit more of my journey and why I'm writing on identity. But around chapter three through seven, I go over specific labels. So labels like, you know, self-image, the label of failure, label of shame, people-pleasing, self-worth. And I share personal stories. I also share just stories in the Bible that relate to that particular label. But at the end of the chapter, 
you you're, you're able to replace that label and it's it's all of, it's all scripture it's all God's word and you can go on our website you can print the scriptures out and keep them in front of you and so this is definitely a book that you can always go back to let's say you're struggling with self-worth and you you know you've allowed you know your job to to, to develop who you are and or maybe it's people pleasing I'm a big people pleaser that has been a label that I have peeled off for many of years of, th- of worrying about other people's opinions. Um, this is a book that th- there's lots of questions they can write in. So you're really self-reflecting of, is this a label I struggle with? And, and then we go through that process of peeling it off. And then we put God's word there because if we can start believing the truth of who we are in Jesus Christ, we can start living in victory and not in defeat. And we can start living in in our purpose, and our purpose is to grow our relationship with Him, and everything else will will follow. And so, this book definitely it's special because you know it helps women go through that process of discovering who they are in Him. And the most important part of this book, it is not my words, but the most important part of this book is Scripture, is God's Word in this book that pertains to each label that will help these women come out of this book knowing that they can rest, put their rest, put their life, put their heart and their minds and who they are in Christ. And that's the only thing they need to focus on. That's so good. It's literally sounds like a workbook. Um, not only, you know, a liter- a reference book so that you can go back to and you can uh, use as a reference when you're fighting any kind of a spirit that's trying to help us believe anything other than what God says about us. Um, what are What are the first two labels in the book? The first two labels is self-image and failure. Wow. Okay. Are the first two labels. Okay. Yep. And self-image was one, um, you know, looking in the mirror every day. I would call myself fat. I would walk around the house as I was cooking dinner. I'm, I'm thinking, I'm such a failure. I can't even cook. My husband deserves somebody better. And one one thing that the Lord really showed me, and this is a, a, a practice in this book, I encourage every woman to do is start writing down those voices in your head. And so I started to write down all of those things that were coming into my mind. And as I was writing it on paper, like my husband deserves a better wife or I am fat or I am ugly or, um, you know, God, God can't use me. I'm a bad leader. As I started writing these things down, I started looking at them and almost thinking, oh my goodness, this is what I believe about myself. And it, it really shocked me, but I had made a habit of it. And when you create these negative habits and, and these negative, the negative self-talk, it, you, almost, you almost can't control it until you start to realize this, what's going on. And putting it on paper changed everything. So then I started reading God's Word. And so I started writing God's Word over those phrases that I had said about myself. And, and I have to choose what I believe. And, Kelly, it was this process of really choosing to not go by my feelings but to truly go by what God's word, God's I word love, says. I love the fact, you know, a lot of times we don't even want to admit we're thinking these things, you know, either pride or we don't, you know, we don't even want to, sometimes we don't, you know, one, at one point in my life, I realized, Callie, you're not very self-aware, you know, you're uh, mm-hmm. extremely tuned into everyone else, but you're not always tuned into yourself. And what you're talking about is becoming self-aware because we need to become self-aware so that we can make corrections. We can, so that God can course correct things that are bringing damaging 
um, results in our life. We're all looking to be fruitful, and you're not going to get the kind of fruit you want when you're thinking, I'm fat, I'm not a good leader, I'm not a good wife, I'm not a good Bible teacher, I'm not a good friend, you know. And so many people walk around fighting these terrible lies and thoughts in their head, but they have become their personal truth. And then because of the lack of fear or not self-aware or whatever, they, they won't address them. So you literally wrote them down as you thought. I did. I did. And it surprised me because, you know, writing it down, it was that realization of, well, this is why I always, I always feel defeated. This is why I wake up in the morning and think, man, how many hours is it till I go to bed? Because I just, I don't know if I can do this. And my confidence is low. My insecurity was high. And, you know, I was doing it to myself, but I was also allowing the enemy to just continue to to put things in my life to make me feel that way. And it, it was that realization of I've got to do something different because that's not who God created. God created someone who can rise above this and who can overcome through him and who has a purpose and a plan. And I really had to fight not going on my feelings, but truly believing his word. Okay, let's talk about that second chapter on failure. Um, What are some of the uh, antidotes in the word of God and in this book on on people that have, you know, you've really, you, you know, the enemy, sometimes he lies to us and it's just some abstract lie. But then a lot of times they'll bring up stuff that you've actually done or areas that you know that for a fact you failed in, but you can't take that as an identity. So what is the solution for that? Well, one one of the things um, that I continue as as a, a wife and a mom and an entrepreneur is I'm constantly I'm the, I'm doing a lot of things. So whether someone works full time, and the reality is we're never going to be perfect at everything, so we no. will have failures in life, sure, sure. right? I mean, it's it's inevitable. But like you said, you can't let it define you. So one of the lies um, that we continue to tell ourselves, whether we make a mistake. Or I know for me, most of mine is, you know, lots of parenting mistakes, trying to raise these boys. And Or one of mine recently was literally cooking. I made a roast, a crock pot roast, and it was horrible, and I messed it up. And I was like, I'm I'm an awful, wow, this is, I'm such a failure. I feel like such a failure to my husband. And so one of the, so that's one of the lies in this chapter is I'm a failure. But the truth is I was created with a purpose and I'm loved by God. And the scriptures to that is Jeremiah 29, 11. And a lot of people know this verse. It's stitched on pillows and on pretty signs. But really, when you dive into this verse and understand it, replace it with instead of for, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, enter, put in your name, plans to prosper you. Plans to prosper Ashley, plans to not to harm Ashley, plans to give Ashley a hope and to give Ashley a future. And so that's one of my practices in this book is that when you write down scriptures to put your name in it, to know that the Lord is speaking straight to you. And then the scripture of 1 John 3, 1, see what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. Wow, that's And so understand... Yeah, that our failures do not define us, that we can overcome, but we have to repeat these scriptures over and over um, to truly believe it. Because that's what we do in our mind is we say things over and over, or maybe we say it out loud. So we've got to put these scriptures in our hearts and our minds constantly. You know, one of the one of the things I was reading about, reading King David, about King David a couple of weeks ago, and 
of course, he was still in the dispensation of law, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. We were not in the dispensation of grace. So law was, you know, there was laws that had to be followed and and kept, and there was consequences when you didn't, you know. Uh, it was a different type of dispensation, and God talked to his people in a different way, and there was judgments and things if when you didn't follow through. But but I, I kept noticing that David kept talking about the love the mercy, he said, your mercies are new every morning. He wasn't in a grace dispensation, but he had such a relationship with God, and God had so uh, infiltrated his identity that he received the love and forgiveness and grace of God, and he was talking about it prior to even entering into that dispensation. And when he talks about his mercies are new every morning, uh, and 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 how God loved him and forgave him and I mean you know his we all know his story and and when you read about how that the Lord said he's a man after my own heart and we know the mistakes he made we know he made some he did some he, there was some real failure in his life but he it you know God didn't look at him through the lens of his failure he looked at him through the lens of his love. And he looked at him mm-hmm. through the lens of a of a man that loves God with all of their heart. One time the Lord, t- I was really r- being rough on myself. And the Lord said to me, I adore you and and you adore me. And it stopped me in my tracks. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, Lord, I know you adore me. You've given, you know, and he said, but Callie, you adore me. And I wanted to start listing off all the things that I did that that could have disappointed him or may have disappointed him. He said, I don't look at that. I, I see someone who's dedicated to me. I see someone who loves me. I see someone who thinks about me. Now, does it doesn't mean that we don't repent when we make a mistake or no, of course we repent. But it, it, if we could even, if we could fathom the love and the desire that God has for us, I think it would blow us away. I, I think it's it's something we're going to be learning till we go to heaven, Ashley. I think we're going to get new and more revelation on this as we as we, you know, as we get closer and closer to go into heaven. I want to uh, take a few minutes and we're going to have a, a song uh, and then we're going to come back and we're going to pray for some people and talk more about this book. We'll see. We'll be back in just a minute. You're not a distant God, not just a legend of old. In the middle of the darkness, there is no moment I'm alone. You're Inside. 
So happy to have Ashley Shepard here, and we're talking about the book that she's written called Beautifully Designed. I'm going to allow her at the end of this program to tell you, uh, you know, where you can find her stuff, where you can find her book, her uh, her uh, online Bible study, if you'd like to become a part of that. Uh, I'm so impressed about what God is doing through her and in her and with her, and uh, I want to pray for you just for just for a few moments. Uh, before we turn this back to Ashley, she's going to talk about a couple more chapters in her book. Lord, I ask you to just, every woman that's listening via this radio program today, I ask you, Lord, to just touch their hearts and um, to reveal to them, as Ashley speaks in the next few minutes, how um, how beautiful they really are and how they are designed beautifully. And they are designed in your image, and you have a good plan for them. And I just thank you, Lord, that every lie of the enemy, every label that's that's not who we are, that, God, you're going to expose it, and you're going to give us the tools and the power and the anointing to walk in freedom and be everything you've called us to be and to live out our life in wholeness and purity and sanctification and really enjoy um earth you know many times we live for heaven but god i just believe we are designed to have an abundant life here on earth in jesus name ashley if you'll talk about the next two chapters that you feel led to to um expound on yes so one of one of the chapters that i really felt like um the lord wanted me to write on was people pleasing and this was a label that i have probably dealt with the majority of my life. And I think that's why I love that this book really does pertain to, you know, young teenager age, because, you know, going in school and of course we've got social media and all of that out there um, is the people pleasing is, is really allowing other people's opinions to, you know, define who we are um, and allowing not only our own labels to attach to us, but, but literally, I remember growing up and you know hearing someone say you know something negative about me, and I t- I would take that negativity and I would put it on and wear it like that was who I am, oh and that's how I would that's how I would live my life. And and thinking that you know I, I was always really little and people would make fun of me, and and I would think, well, that's just who I am. I can't I can't try out for basketball. I'm I'm small. That's what they told me I was. And so it's that process of understanding that other people's opinions. That's all it is, is someone else's opinion, but that's not who we are, and that's not who God created us to be. Um, and so the people-pleasing chapter definitely is something that I hope everyone, I think everyone will relate to, but I hope everyone will now have questions that they truly write down and kind of self-reflect on that because it can it gets really deep in this chapter for sure. Yeah, one of the, one of the people that come to my mind in the Bible um, is Gideon. He just did not believe what the— what the Lord said to him. He literally, mm-hmm. when the Lord called him a mighty man of valor, he's like, you got the right guy here. I think you showed up at the wrong address. And, you know, he argued with the Lord and God spent 
as much time preparing him to follow the call is actually the victory that he gave him. He spent, there's two or three chapters where he's just trying, he's getting God to give him signs and, and all these type of, you know, he's asking the same questions over and over because he doesn't believe who God says he is. So you are so right. Mm. It is important that we don't listen to what the enemy has convinced us we are. And we begin to realize that, that God has a truth over me and his truth reigns supreme. And that's the one I should be listening to. Um, and I think we have far more that deal with that than do than people that are feel real secure in, in who they are and what they're called to be. That's for sure. I agree. And one, one scripture that really has helped me is in Galatians one ten, where it says, am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? Am I trying to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. And that was the scripture that the Lord, that I, I literally, I wrote it on a card, I put it on my mirror and going out through the day, you know, it, it's that reminder. Am I trying to please God or am I, am I out there trying to please Man, others? Right. And man. And that is a scripture that I keep in front of me every day. That's so awesome. Ashley, do you have any other scriptures you want to share with us with when it, in regards to people pleasing and, um, and uh, our, I love, um, I love the scripture in Ephesians, Ephesians three, it says, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may have strength to comprehend with all the saints, what is breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with the fullness of God. And that's the the whole people-pleasing. You know, we have that lie of, well, I'm just not accepted by others. And when we go through that rejection of others and when we realize that we can't please someone else, I mean, the truth is the one who matters, the one who loves us perfectly and completely, and he loves us in spite of us. That is what matters. I love and that it. That is the label we need to put on. That's, I love <laughs> the fact that you've put all the scripture in so that they can literally replace the lie with um, what God says about them. Okay, let's go to the next one of the other labels that you want to talk about. Well, there's the label shame. And this particular chapter, I'll be honest, I, I struggle to write um, because, you know, when you talk about shame or past mistakes and how the enemy wants to use our past mistakes to define our, you know, current circumstance or even our future. It was one of those moments of how do you write about that, but also being real about my own past mistakes and and sharing the stories in the Bible. And I sat down, I'll never forget. And I put some worship music on and I'll, I'll just, I just started typing and the Lord took over because I really believe this is the scripture that the enemy tries to use us to where we are not living out what God has called us to do because he has us in bondage of our past mistakes or our past sins. And so this chapter right here means so much to me. One of the questions I have in this chapter is have your sin and failures left your heart overwhelmed with a sense of shame? And how does that make you feel? And so, you know, we have to be honest and real with that. And um, the Lord really used um, one of my mentors, Jenny Donnelly, in my life um, about a year and a half ago. She came up to me out of nowhere and she said, you are so hard on yourself. Why are you so hard on yourself? And I looked at her and I thought, how did you know? And I just started crying. And she said, I want you to go home and I want you to, to listen to Graham Cook. Um, it was a sermon on um, from him on identity. And it's under the awakening. And so I, I went home and I Googled it. 
And it just spoke so much life into me. Yes. And what Graham Cook says in this is he says he loves this because he loves this because he loves this because he loves this. And, you know, I, I was spent years being hard on myself, just messing up and worrying about not being, you know, who God wants me to be. And at the end of the day, he loves me, period. Yes. The end. And that changed my perspective. Um, and so that story is in this book on this particular chapter. Um, but this chapter, the chapter of shame, I think is a chapter that I'll definitely continue to go back to and allow that, those words to, to flood my heart for sure. Yeah, because shame is a terrible thing. It will literally rob you of every ounce of joy that you have. And it takes your, it takes your courage and confidence away is what happens. It takes your courage and right. confidence away. And that's not, you know, all of us, all of us have made the mistakes. And we've, you know, f- the Bible says we all fall short. All have fallen short of the glory of God. All of us have. Mm-hmm. But we must remember and we must hold fast that he died on the cross and he paid the price. And uh, I don't have to die on the cross. He did it for me. And, uh, he, you know, and all I have, all I'm called to do is to love. And I love that scripture where it talked about being rooted and grounded in love. My mandate is to know more about his love, to know more about his love, to, to know more about his love toward me, to know more about my, the love that he wants me to show that he shed abroad in my heart that he wants me to show others and the, and the love that he wants me to walk out. People are not going to get saved, Ashley, because we know the word of God. People are going to get saved mm-hmm. because we know how to love. And they'll get, That's they'll so want to, they'll want to know the Jesus. They'll, they'll, they'll be interested in the scriptures. They'll be interested in our churches. They'll be interested in our Bible studies. They'll be interested in victory living, but they're going to first say, do they really love like Jesus loves and you know even even the most you know people that know nothing about the scripture know that jesus was a good guy (laughs) and that he loved and so you know i love it that that scripture talked about being rooted and grounded in love i had somebody come to me one time and they they wanted to they wanted to know more about the things of the spirit and you know they they were hungry and and they'd had people kind of tell them that they, you know, that they were a little bit, they were short because they hadn't done this or hadn't done that. And I realized when I talked to this person that this person was full of love, that they had given their hearts mm. to Jesus and they were full of love. And yeah, there was things that they didn't know about some of the, the gifts of the spirit. And, but they had, they were in a quest to know God and to find his love. And the Bible says, if we have everything, but we don't have love, we don't have anything. So mm-hmm. that's how, that's how, that's why we need to know who we are. Because when we know who we are, we know we're loved. We know we're loved. And we, need, and we can live loved. And I think that I had lived in defeat versus understanding that when you have the ultimate superhero in your life that died for you and is alive for you, it's like, that's all we need. You know, but we, we go through those labels of the people pleasing or feeling like a failure. And so we choose to, to live defeated versus living loved and loved by Jesus. Um, but I love and I love that it's a new year, that scripture. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone. The new is here. And that scripture keeps resonating in my heart being the new year. 
that we are made new. And so if we do make a mistake or we do mess up, or like you said, we, we feel like we don't have it all together. I mean, I'm a hot mess. I feel like a hot mess a lot of times, but I know that I am loved by the one who beautifully designed me and that, and you're so right. That's all we need to know. And that's all we need to walk out every single day. Yeah. Cause the more I, I know I'm loved, it's like, it's like someone, you know, um, that gets married and they're in love with their spouse and they may see, you know, let's just say a, a woman gets married and she's in love with her husband and she sees another good looking man. When you're in love with your husband, you may see good looking men all day long, but that love and that bond and that marriage covenant, you don't think about anything that's ungodly. And if it does, it's, it, you realize it's the enemy and it's done. And you do the right thing. And that's what happens when we fall in love with Jesus and we allow him to love us. The enemy's going to come. He's going to tempt us and he's going to tell us lies. But we will recognize them the more we allow Jesus to love us. And we will recognize the truth of the gospel in our lives. Um, I have been through a journey. You know, we came out, I came out of a real strict Pentecostal background. And uh, where everything Ashley was a sin. I mean, you know, if you breathed wrong, it was a sin. Everything was a sin. And, but there was not a real revelation of God's love. And the journey for me, when I began to realize how much God loved me, and it was at a really low point in my life, just really low point. I had made a lot of mistakes. And then, and then it was at that point that God began to call me in ministry. And I was so confused, Ashley, like I'm the worst sinner in the world. And now you're going to call me into ministry. And he wasn't, and he wasn't, um, justifying my, the mistakes I'd made, but he was letting me know that, you know, I'm the one that calls. I'm the one that loves. It's my goodness. Mm -hmm. It's what I did on the cross. And the, and the more revelation we get of the love of Christ in our lives and how much it, it, you know, everything is surrounded by that. I think we become the most effective men and women that yeah. God has called us to be. And that's the goal is to be effective uh, in what we're doing for the Lord. Uh, I want to take a minute and we're going to play another song and then we're going to come back and we're going to pray for folks and tell them where they can find you. Okay. We'll be right back. Thank you. 
been such a wonderful time having Ashley Shepard with us. Uh, the book she's written, beautifully designed, the um, online Bible study. I'm going to give you an opportunity in a minute, Ashley, to tell them where they can find you and what God is doing through you. Um, it's been such a joy to have you with us. We're going to also have another show with Ashley to talk more about her book and and to really dive into more of the chapters of this book. I think if we've ever needed a time to know who we are, it's now. We are nearing the coming of the Lord, and his body needs to know and understand who we are and how much we're loved and how much God cares about us. And uh, he's not some mean big God trying to beat us up and send us into hell, but he loves us just like I love my children, just like I love my grandchildren. When I look at my children, I don't think about everything they did wrong their whole life. What I think about is everything they did right. And that's how God looks at us. Ashley, would you just take a few minutes and just pray for our um, BPN listeners today? Yes, Lord, thank you so much for the opportunity to be reminded of how much you love us. And I just pray for every listener that's, that's listening to this, Lord, that they would start to feel that love that you have for them, and no matter what they're doing, whether they're driving in their car, sitting at work, or just sitting at home, I'm sure their plate's full. I know a lot of us are overwhelmed being the new year and everything going on, Lord, but I just pray in the midst of whatever circumstance that that they're going through, Lord, that they would feel your presence, they would feel your love, and that they would know that they have hope in you and hope in you alone, because you have created each one of us for a purpose, and that purpose is to go out and love you more so we can love others more. And so just fill us up with your presence, fill us up with your love, Lord, and as this new year is upon us, that's, that that it gets me all excited, because it, the Bible does say that every morning are your mercies are new every day. And so I pray that looking at the new year, that we are filled with hope and that we cling to your promises in the word of God, that, that your promise is what matters in our life and that you promise that if we draw near to you, that you will draw near to us. And Amen. so that is my prayer for every listener is that we draw closer to you and we learn to love you more and that we, we feel your presence. Um, each deeper each and every day. Thank you again for the opportunity to share just my story and my journey and to, to know just that there are people out there that, that can pick up this book and, and read your word through it and know that your word is what matters most. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Lord, I just thank you for Ashley. I thank you for this book. I thank you for her heart. I thank you for her desire to teach women the word of God and to help them realize who they are in Christ and how much they're loved. Ashley, I see God just really blessing you this year. This is going to be a year of great advancement uh, for what God has called you to do. He's also going to give you wisdom to make uh, critical decisions um, that will impact you and the ministry. He's going to give you insight. He's growing your discernment 
so that you, you know, discernment's really important, and he's growing your ability to see and to discern. And I just declare the blessings of the Lord over you and your husband and your children. I see God uh, putting you into a real rhythm. Uh, It's not going to seem as hard and as stressed this year. You're going to find a rhythm that works for your life. And uh, I just declare the blessing of the Lord over you. Uh, Ashley, can you tell them where they can find your book and your your online ministry and everything? Yes, they can go to beautifullydesigned.com. And at that website, if you would love to join our Facebook group, you can just click on, you'll see it, it says join. If you would like to order the book, it has it right there on that main page. You can order the book there. So everything is on Beautifully Designed. Dot com. We're actually going to be going through my book as a group study on January 15th. Um, it's about an eight-week study, and then we're going to continue on with other studies after that. So we would love for everyone to join us, um, but you can have all the information on that site. That is so, so awesome. Well, I am so happy uh, that you joined me today. I um, I just want to encourage uh, the women that are listening um to, you know, go get her book, go get Ashley's book and let's work through these chapters. And, uh, you may not be having a a problem with, you know, but one of the labels, but the book is worth the purchase to even, um, to even get the freedom for one label. And it's, it'll, to me, it's a wonderful reference book so that when you're helping new believers, a lot of times when people get saved, this is some of the very stuff that they need to get free from, from right from the beginning. And this gives you kind of like a reference book uh, to go in and say, okay, you're dealing with this label. Let's look at what the word says and let's replace that lie and let's begin to believe what God says. Remember that your brain um, is like a computer and what you put in it is what's going to come out. And if you've got something, you know, if I have some, some malware in my computer, the first thing I got to do is clean that hard drive and put in what is needed for it to function right. And many of us are walking around with, with things in our spiritual heads and in our, um, in our hard drive that are not true. And God wants to put the, he wants to replace the lie with the truth, and he wants us to believe the truth about what he says about us and what he's called us to do. Uh, we love you so much. Um, we thank you, Lord, for all that you're doing in Ashley's life and in the people that are listening here today. We just declare the blessing of the Lord. 2018 is going to be a year of great advancement and great exploits. I believe the church is going to get brighter and brighter and brighter and more effective, and the world is going to get darker, but thousands upon thousands of people are going to be saved. I encourage you to... um, find you a church home. Uh, if you're not in a church home and don't hop around, get, get rooted and grounded in a church body, get you a pastor. Um, you know, it's important. We need the body of Christ. We need Bible studies. We need teachers. We need pastors. We need the body of Christ. And so this is not a time that anyone should be a lone ranger. It's a time that we need one another. There's something that you can add to my life and I can add to you. Thank you so much, Ashley. We will see you guys. Uh, tomorrow y'all be blessed and uh, we'll see you next time for the past hour you've been listening to the warriors watch with pastor callie hargraves as your host for more information concerning this program go to bpnradio.com